Welcome, baseball fans. It is time for the Running the Bases podcast. I'm Tucker Wells, joined as always by Coach Jordan Bounds. Coach, a gloomy, rainy Monday here in Atlanta, but we've certainly needed the rain. So, oh, we certainly have, and it's we're getting our dose of it today. Yeah, that's a good thing, and we're nice and cozy inside talking about baseball. And it is the start of the winter meetings. There is much, much, much to talk about as we get into our hot stove 2016-2017 uh, tour of the league. Um, so let's jump right in, starting with uh, the new CBA. Just a couple of things here, since much has already been written about it and talked about. Um, I have a question for you about what's missing from the CBA, uh, the salary floor. We've talked about this several times over the years about the need for a salary floor in baseball. Uh, didn't come up, uh, wasn't part of it. Uh, how do you feel about not having a salary floor? The I don't know that you ever will see one. Uh, I think there should be one, and I think there are teams that have taken advantage of the situation. But I think it is... It's more of a case of poorly run organizations than organizations trying to make money off of uh, the the lack of a salary floor. Now, I mean, there is an Oakland every once in a while, and I don't know that Oakland's always doing that. Uh, but um, Tampa Bay. But I mean, you're also in situations where the community is not really supporting the team. It's 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 very complicated. I think there should be a salary floor, but I don't know that we'll ever see one. Well, particularly when you look at the fact that the luxury tax was restructured and how it's gone up for the second and third offenders, and the thresholds have gone up as well as far as how much you have to pay when you hit that certain threshold. Right, it'd be ninety percent if you're forty million over or something R like. Yeah, I think something like that. Right. And even though there are only like four teams over the current threshold, you look at like what the Nationals are spending and what the Cubs will soon have to spend. There'll be more. And how likely are they to want to pay the the uh, <laughs> the Tampa Bay Rays and the Oaklands of the world to not be competitive? Well, uh, the they're not going to want to at all. But, you know, I think are we going to take this? into Bud Selig now. I mean, uh, that's, uh, <laughs> we'll get because, to that. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it'll, it'll be cyclical, cyclical. Uh, it'll come back right. around. I, I think, uh, if you look at what this new agreement has done, uh, first of all, I, I don't, I think it, it's significant that this will mark 26 years without a work stoppage. Uh, 22, yeah, but who's counting? Or, is it 22? Yeah. Uh, 94. The, or, or no, wait a minute. Maybe the, yeah, the length of this contract means that there will be it'll be twenty six because oh, this call. is four years. Sure. Um, the uh, I that's the most significant thing. Uh, you were talking about something else missing. I think any improvement on or any move toward an international draft did not exist. Right, and uh, a lot's been written about that. How that seems to come up on every negotiation over the last 20 plus years and always it's always it's taken off the table right the general consensus is that the international players were really uh they were hammered visible. in this yeah, yeah. Uh, and they were visible uh as well i think for us having the all-star game be truly an exhibition again i think that is uh significant um the i i think it i'll tell you something they didn't change the uh 
the number of players on a roster. And right. I think that's a significant move, the way the game is going. Uh, I didn't want another relief pitcher, you know, yeah. which is what it would have been. Uh, I think it they should have changed something to do with being able to have expand your roster to 40 players in September. That's not the same game as it is April through August. Right. And, uh, I don't like that. I, I understand the need to do that some, but 40 players is a little much. Uh, the change in the length on the disabled list is a significant managerial move now. And I think uh, much for the betterment of the game rather than keeping players around because you don't want to see them gone for 15 days, you know, uh, and then I think it'll, I think it'll have a positive influence on the game. Right, right. Uh, and I forget, was there anything in the CBA this year about pace of play? Um, oh gosh, it seems like, uh, I, I don't believe so. I don't believe so, but it seems like there was a uh, something about clocks being installed. I think there's only like one of them now. I think it's in San Francisco or something, but I, I don't remember. Right. Um, and then one final thing. Uh, Domestic violence in this anti-hazing policy, you uh, you hear reports of this horrible incident that happens within uh, the Texas Rangers Dominican farm system. Um, how important of a topic is this going to be moving forward to the to the ilk of I mean, Jimmy Harlip on uh, uh, Facebook brought this up to me. Thank you, Jimmy. Um, as far as you look at like the black eyes that the NFL has sustained with their domestic violence issues over the years. I mean, how quickly does this domestic violence anti-hazing policy have to ramp up and become, you know, baseball, as we we're about to talk about, Bud Selig did did little to stop PEDs. They reacted way too slowly. It may have helped its uh, spread. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, On something like this, though, there is no gray area. There is no gray area uh, yet. Let, let me say, and, and Major League Baseball has to address it, has to address it right now. Uh, you know, immediately, if not before. Uh, it just from a publicity standpoint, and I think that is in many instances the way it is. We have a closer that was pitching for a pitch for in New York and Chicago this year after being suspended from uh, for spousal abuse, and he is cheered lustily. I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, and is now about to receive a six-year, $80 million contract for throwing, pitching in relief. Uh, and is, and the, we have a tendency as uh, Americans in sport to always look the other way. If the person is on our team, he's never a villain. He's always given the proverbial second chance and almost lionized for having that second chance. It makes us feel better that our man has learned. Uh, John Rocker here right, in Atlanta. Right, right. Uh, and, and Bonds, and it goes on, on and on. Uh, they're never a villain in your own home. Uh, and, and that goes with all sports. I mean, you look at some hockey teams in Philly for, you know, in the past <laughs> and stuff, and, you know, it, it's, uh, and so I, I, I don't, I think baseball has to give lip service to the problem, but 
as long as uh, America remains uneducated uh, and unwilling to accept the the changes that need to prevent uh, spousal and uh, abuse and uh, uh, battery. Uh, I mean, we're we're not we're a long ways from it. Right. Do you believe that it should be zero tolerance? Like if you were in these meetings, let's say, would you push for that? Because in the hazing incident that happened in the Dominican Republic with these Rangers prospects, it was, you know, sexual assault. We right. w- Something like that, just thankfully, we believe would not happen here in the States. But if you're going to have a zero tolerance stance, that would mean that any hazing of any kind would have to be uh, disciplined, right? We let Ugeth Urbina pitch in the major leagues after right. killing somebody. Uh, <laughs> Pretty horrifically, too. We were talking like Scarface violence style on that. Right. I mean, we they'll, they'll never do anything like that. Never a zero tolerance. They'll let them back in. Yeah. Uh, the Who was the reliever that came from the Mets? Who, uh, Steve Howe who kept getting busted for cocaine every year. You know, he obviously was addicted to something you can't really get addicted to. Uh, and there was, you know, it didn't matter who he played for, bring him back, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> can he I still mean, pitch? Yeah, it was, We baseball is never going to kick somebody out forever. It happened only with what, you know, I mean, it happened, you know, in the 20s, the teens and stuff, but, you know, it's not that way anymore. Uh, it's too much of a business. They're not going to do it. Now, can there be a zero tolerance in the minor leagues? Yes, and they would do that, uh, right. but not for a major league player. Well, and you see with this another interesting wrinkle that smokeless tobacco has been banned. So yes. all young players coming in, you think that's a good thing? Yes, I do. Yeah, good good, good image, good, good way to teach the children, teach them well. Um, so, But, hey, we're happy that it, it, it went off without uh, any stoppage. I mean, that's... Ultimately, you know, with as many issues that were on the table, we feel good that. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right? All right. So now uh, real quick. So we had a couple of people elected to the Hall of Fame. One, Mr. John Sherholtz, and then Mr. Bud Selig. Uh, first with Sherholtz, let's just give some love to him, right? I mean, yeah. how deserving is he? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. As uh, far as executives in baseball history, I mean, where would you rank him? Oh, I, I, I can't rank Top five, uh, top ten? No, I, I, I can't. I don't have that much knowledge of the executives in history. Am I, you know, well, how about, where... about Walter O'Malley? I, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, but where would you compare him to? I mean, that resume. I mean, you know, the division he, championships. He has been very consistent in both Kansas City and in Atlanta. And uh, did it uh, both with... Uh, not large market teams uh, did it with. He's been he's a Hall of Fame executive. I mean, and he proved himself in two different places. He did he had produced two different championships. Uh, the uh, do I 
is this going to put him with Bill Vec? You know, no, but uh, <laughs> he is, you know, he, he's a, and we know, you know, did it with a certain amount of style and panache. He certainly deserves to be in the best dressed executives uh, of all time. <laughs> we'll make that an exhibit yeah. or, or, or recommend that Cooperstown does. Yeah, he is an unquestioned Hall of Famer. And so just congratulations, completely earned. John Sherholtz is the reason why my childhood was certainly as enjoyable as it was watching Atlanta Braves baseball. Well, a big reason why. Yeah, a big reason. I wouldn't say the reason. Not the, but, you know, without him, who, who knows if Look, we... Yeah, has... I get, give him credit where credit is due, you know. Yeah. Uh, and relatively easy negotiations for years and years and years. It wasn't until the 2000s and really with, like, Glavin going to the Mets that you saw contentious negotiations between Sherholtz and his players, as far as I could tell. I don't know. You could probably tell me otherwise. It, it, seem, it they seems like they were very positive. Yeah. All right. And, and but then Bobby you, had a lot to do with that. I mean, they worked yeah. so well as a team, and it was it was uh, almost ironic to me today to see that part of the committee that voted Sherholtz in uh, included Bobby Cox. I mean, uh, I, I can't think that he would have had a bigger proponent. You know. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, so now then there's a little more gray area about one Mr. Bud Selig. Um, are you cool with him being in the Hall of Fame? As I was talking earlier, if you had told me 10 years ago that Bud Selig was going to be in the Hall of Fame, I, I would have just laughed. I would not <laughs> have thought it was serious. Uh, this is somebody, the only commissioner ever to cancel a World Series, uh, had a manager do it once, uh, right? The uh, but and he is after this just disaster. The uh, everybody quits going to the game, and then all of a sudden everybody is juiced, and Sosa and McGuire are bringing baseball back and everything. And we know what happened with that. We ended up with a drug epidemic that almost killed the sport, uh, and. A lot of people look the other way, uh, but it happened under Selig's watch, right. uh, and so it, so he certainly is in part to blame. Uh, he was running the ship. We have the whole ugliness of the congressional hearings and all of this. Uh, it was if you talk, I would like Selig in the Hall of Fame, but he got revenue sharing, and that's huge. He yes, he did. A whole lot of uh, other things, uh, but the revenue sharing he was getting George Steinbrenner to give money to Oakland and Cincinnati, and all, you got to be kidding. Uh, <laughs> he, this is uh, he, and in that way, financially secured the game, uh, made it really more of a socialist uh, game than any of the other sports. Uh, I was against wild cards. I was against division play. I was against two wild cards. All this stuff. Now it's the right thing. Credit where credit's I was due. wrong. Uh, now I he uh, Selig is you know the second longest commissioner to, next to one who considered himself a Mahatma. Uh, <laughs> the uh, he the Jackie Robinson thing I find ugly. Uh, really? I, yes. I, and Jackie Robinson, one of my all-time heroes. But it seems as though baseball is – Bud Selig didn't have anything to do with Jackie Robinson. As he, he, His admiration of Hank Aaron is certainly sincere. 
uh, and he's known Hank Aaron for a long time, but he didn't know Jackie Robinson. And I'm not saying that Jackie Robinson's number should not be retired around the major leagues. I think he should. Uh, and that we have Jackie Robinson Day and stuff. Uh, but it seems to me there there's a bit of baseball hiding this uh, attitude toward diversity. There, This is the window dressing for their diversity uh, or their stand for diversity. Sure. Um, you know, I, I got to give credit for a couple other things to Mr. Seelig. You had two years of expansion, you know, right. you had the Marlins and Rockies in 93 and then Diamondbacks and the Rays. Um, although two of those four teams <laughs> <laughs> seem to be flailing about and yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll move away from that. Um, the wild card, um, the stadiums built. Now I don't like the way stadiums are being financed to be built. I wish the leagues would step in on some of that stuff, but you look at the resurgence of the baseball stadiums under his watch. And that would suggest that all of this revenue sharing and the revenue growth, um, that he brought in. Um, but here's some other things. Number one, uh, the all-star game in 2002, that's just a real big black eye, but I don't know how you decide to end that game. He decided to call it a tie. I, I, I sad to say, I kind of agreed with him because it is an exhibition game. Um, oh, I totally agree. Right. But you know, that led to the, this time it counts experiment. That experiment is now over. How do you look at that? Well, th that's one of the negatives in Bud Selig's resume. Uh, I would agree. But uh, I also, his, the thing I, I, I hate to admit is that, you know, when Selig became commissioner, everybody was, uh, he's an owner. He can't be commissioner. Right. Uh, but he's been, in my lifetime, uh, the, gosh, uh, and I've seen most of the commissioners. Come to think of it, uh, but God, I'm old. Uh, Newsflash: uh, the uh, but he was the biggest player commissioner. He loved the players, right? You know, I mean, he is uh, he is an eternal friend of Hank Aaron. Named an award after him. Uh, sure. And uh, I really think he thinks Robin Yount is his son. Uh, <laughs> the uh, he has always loved players, uh, and that's that's a good thing. I mean, if you're going to bring harmony between owners and players, you've got to uh, pull for the players. Sure. The, um, well, you look at how contracts exploded in his in his tenure. Right. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. But and this comes because he's a fan and i think the ballparks have grown to enhance uh the i mean they're they're certainly a lot more attractive now than they were in the cookie cutter days of the 70s oh sure where yeah. the multi-purpose stadiums now i totally agree they should they've got to do something to, to finance have change financing and stuff but you end up with situations like you've got in tampa and uh or st pete uh, and or is it Clearwater? I don't know where they are. Yeah, uh, they're in St. Pete. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Sea League is significant. I mean, it's a significant addition to the Hall of Fame. And you're right. You know, the fan experience at baseball stadiums has gotten far better. And yeah, I mean, the financing issue, uh, you know, who knows how that's going to get remedied. 
but two other things um, in the negative. Uh, number one, the control of Montreal in those last few years. I just thought that was disgraceful. You know, moving baseball. Kind of to, like the NBA not allowing uh, what's the who's New the, Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. Or, not, uh, or not. No, what's his name? Uh, Chris. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Point guard for the. Uh, oh, when they vetoed the Chris Paul trade. Yeah, the Chris Paul trade. <laughs> yeah, Stern. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that guy, he, he had some wheelings and dealings that um, yeah. might have ended him up in a place with uh, iron bars. But we'll leave that alone. That's basketball. Um, I mean, the handling of Montreal was really disgraceful for a city that, you know, is like now top of the list again for possible expansion. Um, and then the Brewers were terrible under his ownership. Well, they, I mean, they won a championship, a pennant. They did. Or they won a pennant. Uh, the yeah. AL, but that was we're putting Sherholtz in the hall of fame for winning two. Well, I mean, he over a won, longer tenure, he won two world series, right. but he also had the, the, the uh, uh, I, I, statute I, of consistency and success. I, look, I can't uh, believe you are really making me compare <laughs> Sherholtz to Selig no, in an I, executive ownership. How dare you? The, I know. And you know, my feelings about Sherholtz, uh, the, uh, it's just, you know, uh, see, I can't, I can't believe I'm sitting here defending Selig. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, but I, I mean, he did bring baseball back to Milwaukee. You know, that's uh, true. He, uh, Milwaukee was cities. Look what happened to Brooklyn when they lost their team. I mean, you know, uh, right? Cities are destroyed when a team leaves them. Uh, and he's, you know, did a lot. Think of what Turner did here, right? Uh, yeah. You know, in saving sports in Atlanta, uh, and he really did. Uh, the um, so I mean I, I you got to give Selig credit for that I, I you know but I, I look at it when Bowie Coon Ford Frick Happy Chandler you know I, I can't remember all but I can't think of any commissioner that I liked ever now I didn't yeah. really like you know uh, Bud but I loathe the other ones <laughs> right yeah. uh, there was that one commissioner because we did a podcast on the commissioners when uh, recently and it was. Uh, He's only there for a year. He sadly like oh he, Giamatti, yeah, yeah. Well, that he would have been, yeah. Uh, by all but, accounts, he would have been great. Yes, and but and he was also a fan of the game, right? You which know, a, a brilliant man, right? All right, now a Renaissance man, but okay, yeah. Which is you know, I mean that that's someone that will have an appreciation for the aesthetic, right? right there, and go. not just the dollars and cents. All right. Well, it is the first day of the winter meetings in D.C. So uh, we're going to talk some general free agency news. And Lord knows there's been a lot breaking uh, already. Um, And then we're going to start our uh, team by team, division by division tour around Major League Baseball for, you know, what needs to happen for certain teams in the hot stove year. Uh, this year and uh, what moves there are to make and uh, you know, what contenders will continue to contend and vice versa. So do you want to start with talking about just the big moves that have happened or jump right into the AL East? Well, uh, no, let's talk about some of the moves that have happened already. I, mean, right. there, I mean, it's a uh, All right. significant. Uh, All right. The, uh, just, Moments ago, Trumbo turned down a four-year deal with the Orioles, and the Orioles have now said they're going on. They're, you know, uh, going to be looking in other directions. We already know that uh, a couple of 
teams have, I mean, a couple of reporters have uh, indicated there's a mystery team involved with McCutcheon. Uh, right. And with the Orioles in great need of an outfielder, who, I mean, who knows? Uh, they offered uh, Trumbo a lot of money. Uh, yeah. And they they needed a couple of outfielders. The, uh, so, you know, who knows? Uh, that could be very significant. I, I think the, uh, pirates letting willingness to trade McCutcheon is just, well, that is, I mean, that is arguably the biggest storyline. Um, sales pretty big. Sale is pretty big, but that makes more sense when you consider, you know, where Chicago is at. And McCutcheon is a face of the league, not just the, let alone the pirates, the team and the city, um, you know, sale sales, one of the three best pitchers in baseball. I know, but you have three years. You have to take in social consideration when you talk about the biggest stories to the game, right? We all figure that sale is going to get traded and that's a big move, but McCutcheon has a deep social impact, you know, for what he's meant to Pittsburgh, you know, all these things. I totally agree. I I can't believe that Pittsburgh would do it. I mean, I I told you earlier, this reminds me of Cincinnati trading uh, Frank Robinson. Right, and look how that Pappas Uh, (laughs) for Milt Pappas, and look how that worked out. Right, Uh, and what they're thirty-year-old outfielders that have won an MVP. Yeah, (laughs) well, you know, McCutcheon, uh, (laughs) he's got all the intangibles, but he's had some down years, and there's been some uh, personal life struggles. That's true. Uh, Do you think that that's a bigger factor in this for Pittsburgh wanting to move him? I think. They have just seen him having a couple of down years, and they're looking at him as uh, being on the downside. I think same thing, Frank Robinson. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, do you think that? I mean, is the damage already done? Do they now have to move him because this story is out there? I think uh, yes. I think both McCutcheon and uh, because McCutcheon is such an image and such a face of Pittsburgh and baseball, uh, they can't go into spring training with talking about uh you know whether he's going to stay and be traded at the trading deadline or whatever i mean that pittsburgh can't do that uh the uh, i think the same thing is true with chris sale i think sale uh may not uh it may be tougher to move him because he's going to demand so much more in return right uh mccutcheon i think will be a a national before thursday is over (laughs) <laughs> the nationals I, yes i do i mean i think the orioles are probably they may be in on the mix now particularly since uh you know they're not going to get trumbo right well let's talk then about um the other big move that happened and we're going to get to the ale specifically here in a bit but we're talking the, the 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 big news so far uh mark melanson signs with the giants and i, I think that's significant because that's the first of that that's the third uh or the number three reliever closer that is uh a free agent and the nationals have to do something about their closer situation they're not going to get jansen they're not going to get uh chapman uh so this means they've got to go out and make a bigger splash they can go out and try and get a holland or uh, a davis i mean there are a couple of other closers that are that they could land. 
Uh, but they've got to make a big splash. They've got to win now. They are in that mode. Uh, the uh, the Mets are coming up. The Marlins are likely to make a big move. And by the way, I think the Marlins have a possibility of getting. They're the team that has the possibility of getting Jansen away from uh, the Dodgers. Uh, they need a closer. They need all kinds of pitching. But right, yeah. Uh, I'm just they, always suspect of anyone <laughs> going yeah. to Miami. I know, but the connection with Mattingly is significant. Uh, That's a good point. And. Um, and Jansen uh, being, uh, where is he from? Uh, he's from uh, Carousel. Uh, right, going right, right. To, uh, Going to um, Miami would be a significant move for him that way. Uh, he's close to, I mean, he can travel to Carousel on days off. Uh, uh, There's a lot to, lot to be said for that. Right. I still think he's going to end up back with the Dodgers, but I think the Marlins might give him a push. Well, you know, the Dodgers are one of those teams that have started talking about, you know, uh, cutting salary. They did not go that extra mile for Grinky. So uh, they went out and, and bought another $50 million uh, broken down uh, pitcher today in Rich Hill. This, right. You know, yeah. uh, <laughs> the, you know, the, you know how, this is the third one of these guys they've got, you know. Yeah. Uh, but an interesting story from the L.A. Times. Uh, it was on uh, Buster Only's podcast uh, last week how the Dodgers ownership is going to have some big debts to pay coming up very quickly here. You know, they were absolved of debt for the first five years of their ownership. So, right. again, the emphasis on uh, downsizing for the big market teams. So, It seems like they could just get rid of a GM here or there and uh, <laughs> save some money. Yeah, true. All right, well, let's dive into the AL East here, uh, our first stop on the division-by-division division tour. Um, and really, it's a great place to start because this is the most competitive in, division in Major League Baseball. Would you agree to that? No, I want to see where uh, everything – I mean, it was last year. But even it was last year for sure. I mean, three teams go to the postseason, and then you had the Yankees – who were out for the, you know, as an outlier. And yet they almost made it too after having a mini fire sale. Um, but looking at 2017, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the uh, Orioles, the Blue Jays could all be right there uh, again. And it could seems... be, doesn't mean they will be. Uh, you have a, uh, the Cubs are certainly a formidable team. They're in the same division with the Cardinals. Uh, right. The uh, if you're going to bet on, you're you're giving any two teams a chance to make it to the World Series this year. Uh, the uh, coming from one division, who would it be? Can you think of two teams that have a better chance of making the World Series this year than the Cardinals and the Cubs in their division? Well, you're going to say the Red Sox and the and Blue Jays have. <laughs> Or the Red Sox and whoever? Um, right now, as they it stands are. right now? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the Cubs overall are the overwhelming favorites. but And the Cardinals are always going to be there. The Cardinals are always going to be there, but, you know, they've made – the look at the Cardinals for just a second. They don't, you know, they're going to have to replace Holiday, which they are more than comfortable doing, but they traded Garcia. Um, you know, they haven't been on the radar as of yet for making big splash moves. I would think that if you had to pick two teams from division where the aggregate was the strongest, Giants and Dodgers, especially now that the Giants have gotten Melanson. Uh, 
the uh, well, you look at I uh, see now. I I think well, my my point is that uh, things are going to change. There, I think the Rangers are a tremendously powerful team, and I think the Astros are on the brink of doing all sorts of things. The Astros certainly seem poised to do so. They've got to go out and get a pitcher. They may be one of the ones that ends up that ends up with sale. Right. They have the prospects to do it, and they need a sale really bad. Right. They, yeah. Well, they're. Yeah, we'll get more into them. I mean, uh, right. <laughs> bears to mention that they have Beltron now, so they could, in theory, move Bregman. But yeah. um, more on that to come. Um, I think, though, that the teams in the AL East are all, with the exception of Tampa, uh, viable to make big moves to add. I mean, you just said about the Orioles, that they could be in on McCutcheon, that they could be in on a Curtis Granderson. Uh, you know, the Yankees look like they're going to re-sign Chapman um, and we know the Red Sox are going to be there. So I just want to see where everybody is. You sure. know, I'm not. I'm not willing to claim that division champions. They were last year. Right. Right. As far as most competitive division. Right. All right. Well, let's go from bottom to top. Then uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. They were last place with 68 wins in 2016. Um, by all accounts, they're going to be moving pieces. They did tender contracts to all of their players, including. Uh, notables Alex Cobb, uh, Drew Smiley, and Brad Boxberger. But the big question is Chris Archer. Is he on the move for sure? I uh, I think so. Uh, I think, but the Rays have done some unusual moves in, in the past, uh, particularly regarding their pitchers. They might, Cobb and Smiley might be traded. You know, who knows? Uh, the... Uh, uh, Odorizzi, is that how you pronounce it? Uh, Ordozzi. Ordozzi. Uh, the, uh, you know, Astros are interested in all of them. The uh, And I think the Astros have a farm system that could bring, you know, they've got to do something. Now, I understand uh, the Rays are, they're one of the teams that are interested in Wellington Castillo. Uh, but, you know, they're not going to make the big moves that are going to come from them are if they trade one of their pitchers. Right. And, you know, who, and it's so sad. It's so sad to have a team that has four starters of that quality and, and they can't do a thing. Right. And then you also have Boxberger, who, you know, right, saved right. 41 games in 2015. Right, right. Um, the Rays, let's talk about them as it pertains to the new CBA. Um, a salary floor would be something that would force them to sign a free agent or two every once in a while. Um, given that they won't, is it time to move Longoria? Uh, it's, you know, I grew up here. Gosh, this, <laughs> I remember, uh, <laughs> I, I, I grew up here where the only thing to real reason to go to a Braves game was go see Hank Aaron hit a home run. Right. You know, there was nothing else on. I mean, there were there was an aging Orlando Cepeda. You know, there, were, right. <laughs> there was a young Dusty Baker. You know, but they, there was Phil Necro for a long time. But, oh, yeah. Nuxie was, uh, but, of course. But. You know, you can't. You could always go see Hank Aaron. That's got to be what Longoria is for Tampa. Uh, I mean, you talk about McCutcheon being the face of the team. You know, he's he's the only face there is. 
He's yeah. the only well, you know, but Archer, you know, with the hair. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, uh, but by all I, accounts, they're gonna move him. The uh, I, I, you know, you're asking me whether they should move Longoria. They should move the team. <laughs> right. Well, that is keeps on coming around. They need right. to trade for a new stadium somehow. Right. Um, well, now Chris Archer, um, much like all of their players, very uh, contract friendly um, to the team. If you're going to move Chris Archer, who's under control for, I think, like the next four or yeah, five no, years yeah. at like 40 million. I think at least four. Right. I mean, they should demand a king's ransom in return. Yeah. Yeah. And they will. Yeah. And is it. Does it have to be uh, MLB ready talent, or do you think that the Rays are? Does it matter? <laughs> no, I, 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 I don't. Uh, I don't believe anything that the Rays do. Just like I don't believe anything the Marlins do. I, you know. Yeah, both in Florida, I, ironically. The which makes a lot of sense when you think about it. <laughs> uh, the, I, no, I, uh, I, I don't. The management of the Rays, uh, shame on them. Yeah. Shame on them. And shame on, shame on everybody involved. Shamed that Tampa plays in St. Pete. Uh, yeah. Sh- you know, shame on that stadium. Uh, I don't know. They should move. <laughs> okay. Well, let's just move on. <laughs> yeah. Because I, the team coming in at number four, um, greatly fascinating. The Yankees, uh, 84 and 78 and 16, a fourth place finish. Um, the news of their death is greatly exaggerated, wouldn't you say? No, I would. Uh, and you and I on this very podcast give declared Cashman yeah. tr- credit. You know, I mean, he he oh, got yeah. some tremendous returns on uh, a couple of moves that he played it right. You know, and he's going to end up with. I think he'll end up with Chapman back. You know, uh, by getting rid of Chapman and Miller, he brought a king's ransom. Uh, sure, and um, I, I think I think their signing of Holiday is a nice move. Uh, you know, I mean, they're they're not going out and crippling themselves by getting double E right now, and uh, right, which the, seems like the most likely destination to you for double E. What does it seem like now? See, you know, it seems like there's always somebody like this, but it seems like he overplayed his hand. Um, the um, he he should have taken the four year deal that Toronto gave yeah, him. Four um, years and eighty million, right? Absolutely. The Astros have signed Beltron. Uh, the Yankees have gotten Holiday. Uh, the uh, the Red Sox have said they're not interested in Double E. You know who knows? But yeah, well, and it's interesting that all those places you just named are outside of the Astros, still within the division. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, you the, haven't uh, heard about any consideration of him from like a. I don't know an <laughs> AL Central team. Well, well still Baltimore in the has they got a whole team of uh, uh, <laughs> DHs, you know, <laughs> right. players like in Carson. Uh, although they just lost Trumbo. Uh, yeah. Well, the, let's the early moves for the Yankees. They traded McCann, which good yeah, move. Yeah. Um, especially with the uh, the meteoric rise of Sanchez. Um, and then they signed Holiday. What do you make of the Holiday sign? It's one year, thirteen million. Is he just a placeholder for eventually a guy who wears number thirty-four <laughs> for the Nationals? I don't think he's going to play that. That uh, I mean, he's in 
the decline, uh, but he's still a serviceable hitter. They got into a one-year deal. It's what twelve million, fifteen million, which is nothing. That's you know, it's kind of like league average stuff uh, for a starter. Uh, it was, I think, a solid move for them. Uh, he's uh, he'll play a hundred and fifteen, hundred and twenty games. Uh, and he's a good hitter, good clubhouse guy. Uh, you know, I think uh, the Yankees are likely to trade Brett Gardner. Uh, the uh, they're moving pieces around more and more. They're still looking for uh, a couple of years from now when they get to buy the league. Yeah, which is interesting uh, that you know they would they would they would have a, a wait a wait and see approach. That is certainly not what the no, boss not, would have done. No. Um, but as far as the offseason, I mean, you know, Chapman buying him back, losing a pick, it, I mean, they were comfortable with him, so I guess, all right, fine. And that that would be one of the few destinations where Chapman would uh, yeah, I, end up. But let's I talk- do, th- you know, there are other teams that are likely to be interested in Chapman. It's not going to be that easy. Right. Well, okay, trading for a starter because this staff, good Lord, I mean, another aging year of CC Sabathia, although I do think this is the last year of his contract. Uh, thankful for them. Um, you got Chris Sale, you got Archer, you've got Sonny Gray. Um, of those three, what do you think is the who's most likely to be a Yankee come opening day? Um, I would say Archer. Right. and But I, I, I don't see them going after any of them. Uh, it. I don't think the Yankees are playing for this year. And who would have? Again, <laughs> I <know>. <laughs> I'd still, my ears don't actually hear that all the way through. I know, I know. Um, do you think that Sanchez and uh, Judge, the right fielder, that they are the real deal? It's. It seems that way. It seems like they've got, uh, who's the other guy that did? Uh, the first baseman. Um, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I think I look him up here real the, quick. Uh, I but mean, yeah, it, it seems that guy. <laughs> it seems like all of them are uh, the real deal, but it's too early to say. Right, and do you see at any point in this off season? I mean, you considering you're you're thinking they're not playing for 2017 or no, making no, no, big no, moves the, for 2017? Yeah, I that hall of prospects from the Cubs. Do they move any of them at this point? They could, mm-hmm. uh, but. They're going to hold on to that guy that won the MVP in the uh, Arizona Fall League. Sure. That guy is something. Yeah. Um, real quick, their first baseman. Um, hang on a second. Um, I'll just come here. Uh, Bird. Bird, yeah, that was it. Bird is the word. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, before we move on from the Yankees, um, the big names out there like Verlander, Miggy, uh, McCutcheon. Uh, I mean, we talked about Miguel Cabrera possibly going to the Yankees. Is that in any way you think valid considering this uh, this uh, impression that I don't think uh, they're, they're playing smarter and more uh, frugal? Uh, no. Okay. Not if they're playing smarter and more frugal. Which it looks like. That. I, you know, I can't see them going out and getting somebody uh, that is – 33 and older to anything more than a one-year deal. That seems to be what's happening with the Beltrans and holidays and uh, people of sure. that nature. All right. So now moving on. Napoli uh, will be one. I could see, you know, who knows. But. Yeah. Mike Napoli to yeah. the to the Yankees. Yeah, I think he's going to end up at the Red Sox. So. I, I do as well. And we'll, 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 yeah, we haven't gotten there. we'll close out with them. 
Um, at number, uh, you know, uh, three, um, uh, the Baltimore Orioles, who were tied for second, but they came in third and had to play on the road in the wild card game. Uh, they were 89 and 73, uh, lost to Toronto um, in the wild card. What are their biggest weaknesses? What are their biggest needs? Uh, they won with a great bullpen. Uh, also why they lost. <laughs> yes, that's true. But, I mean, it wasn't just Britain. You know, uh, the, you know, they have Gibbons and uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Brack. Uh, the, uh, I mean, they had a great bullpen. Uh, I think they like to sign their own players. I think and right. they, they didn't get Trumbo. I think they're likely to invest more into Weeders now uh, to get him back. But if they don't get – if Weeders goes, uh, they've lost Trumbo. Uh, the, uh, they need outfielders. Sure. You know, uh, I think uh, they're a free agent like Saunders, They uh, Michael Saunders. They don't have to uh, – they've shown a lot of interest in him. They don't have to pay much for him. I think they are probably the team most likely uh, – to pursue Wellington Castillo, this seems like a, an Oriole type move. Uh, the uh, so I you know I, I don't they don't seemingly ever make any big moves. Uh, although we've right. already talked about them landing Frank Robinson in the past. Maybe this in the <laughs> uh, there is a connection there. You know, right? It's already been pointed out. Well, this is a team that needs to shed some salary. I mean, they have close to $100 million committed to eight players right. next year, and their GM, Duquette, has said as much. By the way, are we sure he's going to stay in Baltimore? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> um, so that being said, a team in need of shedding payroll, do you think the Orioles are confident they can keep Machado around when his number is up? Oh, I don't think... Uh... I don't think anybody could be confident of that in, in unless you're in New York or Los Angeles or right. Chicago <laughs> uh, or Boston. I think you know, the well, uh, he's uh, he's going to get a fortune. Oh, certainly a, a a ransom, if you will. But here's a hot take for you: they do have a uh, young third baseman in their system, a uh, uh, Omar Reyes or Jomar Reyes, um, maybe the J is silent. He's ranked as the number fourth prospect in their system. Plays third base. So could Manny Machado be on the move? There's a hot take for you. Um, I can't see them doing it until they have to. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, what does it take to get rid of Ubaldo Jimenez and Yvadi Gallardo? Can they do it? Because obviously that's the first place to look. Uh, yes, they can do it. Okay. I mean, just the uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> somebody's going to want. You can always get somebody to take pitching. Yeah, at, at some point. Yeah, know? and Gallardo seems like a legitimate, attractive offer. Whereas uh, Jimenez, at this point, you have to think he's a he's a project. Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, and so with Trumbo out, I mean, let's talk about between Double uh, E and Granderson. Uh, They've already they were already offered both Bruce and Granderson for one of their relievers from the Mets, and they didn't want any part of it. Well, and it, it wasn't necessarily Britain. It was for a uh, one of the other two guys. Right. You say that the Yankees don't have to be competitive in 2017. What about these Baltimore well, let, Orioles? Let, uh, they're a team built to win now. Yeah. You know, they're not. 
the Yankees are not necessarily a team to uh, win now. Now, I'm saying that the Yankees certainly want to be over 500. They would like to give the uh, impression of being in the race. Uh, they, they want to uh, be in the conversation. But when it gets down to the making the moves to push them over the top mid-season, I don't think you're going to see them do it like they've done it in the past. Let me ask you just a general question. Do you think that agents and, and, and their players or just players by themselves are savvy to these kind of uh, franchise, uh, what would be the word, atmospheres? Like it, if you're a free agent on this market and you look at the Yankees and you think to yourself, are you thinking to yourself, well, I, I will sign with them, but I don't know if the team's going to be competitive. I don't know if they're really focused on this year. And does that factor in? Oh, uh, for a player? Yeah. Uh, I I think Zach Grinke said it best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, and, and, I mean, and that's sad, but, like, somebody's going to pay you $10 million more than somebody else. That's where you know, you're going. You know, I, uh, play in Oakland. Well, oh, <laughs> yeah. But you know, for a team like the Yankees uh, keeps coming back around to them. And I'm, I apologize greatly for that, but you know, it, it, it's like how they present themselves seems to affect the entire league at large. Like, don't you think somebody can, can they make themselves vulnerable in this, in this market? By saying by giving the impression that they don't really care about twenty seventeen. Oh, see, now, I I don't think they can do that. I think they're going to have to be competitive. They, they went out and got Holiday. They didn't need to do that. What, what was that for? That was you know to make them more competitive this year. You know, sure. sign them to a one year deal. They want to they want to win ninety games, but I don't think winning the pennant. They see you know just, they are the Cubs of twenty fourteen. Yeah, that's a frightening thought. <laughs> uh, I mean, well, I mean, they, they see themselves that way. Maybe, maybe I should say that. Yeah. Well, they actually do have a lot of the Cubs of 2014 <laughs> yeah, in their system. Now. All right. Now, the Toronto Blue Jays, let's, let's slide up to them. Uh, they lost Cleveland in the ALCS. What an exciting team from the postseason, though. Oh, they are. Such, such love to give for making baseball fun again. Um, Right off, is there any chance in hell, uh, given what's already transpired in just this first day of the winter meetings, that Double E goes back to Toronto? I mean, they've said no, flat out. But do you think it could be a thing where he can't get what he's asking for, so he comes back tail between legs? Getting Morales and Pierce and kind of indicates no. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So we'll move on from that. Because I agree. I agree. It's a a big fat no. But what about Joey Bats now? Joey Bats is different. I I could see him going back and he'll take less. He'll have to eat some crow. But, you know, he's, you know, that he's not the ball player that he used to be. Had a really bad season for him. Seems to be on the decline. But uh, I'm, I could see it happening, though. Well, this is a team too that has close to 140 million exactly. committed, exactly, and old age too. Yeah, but in 2018, I think that number gets cut in half. So yeah, they could be big spenders too. But uh, you know, the goodwill thing in Toronto, I, I think that this is the that's. I mean, they have a fervent fan base that 
uh, you have to feed that beast. You do. I mean, more than ever. And and with Pierce, they signed Pierce from the uh, Orioles, right. or sign him away from the Orioles. There's a utility guy. Um, do you see him as ever being on the level of, say, a Ben Zobrist? No. Uh, and I was a little surprised that they, I mean, uh, apparently Toronto thinks of him as a better ball player than I, I was aware that he is. Yeah, well, by accounts, he's got serious power, but is yeah. it you look at that as more as just an insurance policy for the likes of Tulowitzki and, you know, Donaldson maybe? I mean, he can play literally anywhere and everywhere, right. and uh, I think he did that, last year. And that year. type of ball player is more and more important, uh, primarily because the, uh, the rise of the bullpen, you don't have as many players. So your yeah. bench players have got to be able to play more positions. Right, and they do have a farm system that is rich with pitching. So, do they trade some of that pitching in order to get? Uh, I don't know. You know, I mean, make up for R. A. Dickey. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, what about uh, you know Liriano? Now, there's a there's thirteen point seven million that in theory you could you could move. Uh, How many more years is Liriano? This is his last year of his current contract. Shoot, the, Toronto, as we said, they've got to feed the beast. They got to win now. You don't get rid of an effective pitcher on his last year. Sure, that's true. Yeah. Um, unless you're looking like you're out of it, come on, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, anything uh, else on the Blue Jays? Um, not that I can. Uh, do you think that the Blue Jays will just? Do you think that they'll be there at the end of 2017? You think they'll be back in the wild card again, or maybe even? A, a, a decent chance at winning that division. Uh, I think Donaldson and uh, Machado are the two best players in the American League. And uh, there's I, a guy named Mike Trout who roams oh, oh, center I, field. I, I, can't, I can't. Yes, I, I know. I can't. I can't help but I always think of Trout. He plays in L.A., so he's got to be in the National League. Right. Uh, I forget that they even have another team. Uh, and which I still think is tragic, but whatever. The, uh, stole Simba, but the, uh, <laughs> the, now I, uh, uh, well, all right, the three of them. Uh, there you and go. so, uh, but that makes Donaldson and Machado make those teams relevant. Yeah, that's true. So, um, so certainly can't count them out. You heard it here no. first. But I mean, McCutcheon made the Pirates uh, relevant for quite some time, and now he doesn't anymore. So they get rid of him. Yeah. Well, you know, they could. They again, a, a system rich with pitching. You could probably make a play for a McCutcheon if they wanted to. Might might be an interesting dark horse candidate. But um, and then at the top of the heap, yet <laughs> what a acrimonious exit from the postseason but uh the boston red sox uh finished first and were swept by cleveland in the alds they already have a payroll at 188 million for next year uh so but that never seems to matter uh up there in boston who replaces big poppy and not just on the field or in his spot in in the clubhouse nobody replaces him you know, I mean, that, right. that sort of thing has been said before. I haven't been a big, big Poppy fan uh, ever, uh, although I like some of his commercials now. Uh, so you've been a middle big Poppy fan or a little big Poppy no, fan? No, I... I <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. The, uh, I think the Red Sox, uh, 
the all right, who's going to replace him? All right, I think they're going to go out and get Pedro Alvarez, uh, and I think he will play some. I think Napoli is going to end up a Red Sox. Uh, I don't think they're going to get double E. Uh, they've been, it's possible they could be one of the places that Bruce or Granderson lands, you know, uh, and, uh, but I, I think Young will play more next year. I think they have, you know, they've got, they've got a pretty good outfield already. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, and Ben uh, Intendi is, is right. sitting in the farm system. Oh, I know. Their so. farm system is rich. I just don't see – I mean, they, they go out and get Napoli, sign them for two years. You know, uh, they can do that. They don't care. Um, <laughs> well, they, you know, I don't, I don't see them going big for a double E, though. Right. Well, okay, so they had this problem with starting pitching before last year uh, and then stumbled into the Cy Young winner. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, David Price, uh, the postseason woes notwithstanding, came on strong towards the end. But they, of course, always seem like a likely destination when a Sonny Gray is apparently on the table or a Chris Sale. Um, if they wanted to make a move for Chris Sale or an Archer or a Sonny Gray, do they have to part ways with one of the killer bees? No, they got enough in their farm system not to sure. give up them, you know. Uh, and they're not going to give up uh, any of them, right? And it really, it, for the Red Sox, it seems like Jan Mancada starting out on day one—that's the move for next year, right? When it comes to hitting. Um, that being said, <laughs> um, how do you move Panda? No, literally, how do you <laughs> how do you move him? The uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, there's talk about him platooning it at DH. Yeah. Uh, the, um, I just, he is a, you, you know, you're a pro athlete, like get in shape. I know. What, what on earth? He's got millions of dollars. Yeah. And your only job is to stay in shape, but I round know. is not the shape to be in no, at, no. at this point for him. Um, so, you know, there have I mean, been players with all kinds of demons, and that certainly <laughs> is pandas. Um, so if they don't have to trade one of their super prospects uh, or one of the killer bees to get a starting pitcher, does that mean that they don't? I mean, I think it's very likely that they get a contract friendly person like Archer or Sale that they would do this. You're right. They have to shed some salary but they've got salary to shed yeah uh, i'll tell you my big prediction for the red sox is that they fire Farrell this year and uh or you know like midway through the year they give uh there'll be a uh, a manager that will take over for the rest of the year but they'll make the announcement that david ross will be the manager the coming season Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But if you're David Ross, do you really want to go mix it up with that ownership as a manager? I mean, that has got to be one of the least desirable spots to go to as a manager in the big leagues. Uh, but he's played and uh, been, you know, a statue has been made of him in Boston. You know, <laughs> uh, the uh, he is... It was made uh, out of bubblegum wrappers, but, but it still yes. counts. Uh, but uh, he is you know, one of the he heroes that brought the World Series to Boston. You know, he's, yeah. uh, I mean, we were talking earlier about how cities love their own. Well, Kurt Schilling 
of all people, yeah, could still, you know, uh, get a free drink wherever you went in Boston. <laughs> right. You know, uh, or an advanced copy of StarCraft Three. Yeah. Uh, the uh, so, so I mean I you know David Ross going back I don't think ownership means anything to him. I can't. He is. I I think he's going to take this next year off. Then he's going to be a manager. Uh, there is nobody in the game that I would want managing my team more right now. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, and who could, you know, he'll be like Madden type. He's going to have to get Madden type money. Uh, Unproven even. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, The, uh, well now here's another one for you about these Red Sox. They do have a GM by the name of Dom, uh, Dombrowski. So Verlander and Miggy are out there. Do you think that I think the all right, I said I think the Red Sox are going to get uh, a starting pitcher of uh, for a year. They're going to pay to get one for a year. Uh, I don't think they're right now. They're look. They have shed teams and built new World Series uh, within years. Yeah, yeah, within a couple of years. They uh, they're not going to saddle themselves with long contracts. They will do anything. For a, uh, I, I think they would pay anybody for a one or a two year contract. Sure, and you know it, 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 it would appear as though there's not that that Dodgers franchise with new ownership looking to make that big splash right. that they could trade with. Right. Hence, they still have Hanley Ramirez and Panda on the team. Although Hanley, you know, no, I know Hanley, comeback player of the year type stuff. Right. So, but I wouldn't be surprised if Miggy actually moved at Verlander. I'll, I, I'm with you on that, that it, it, his contract is too many years, but Miggy, you talk about a replacement for, well, I, I don't know what his contract is right now. Verlander's goes. Oh no, I don't know what Mickey's is. Miggy's uh, yeah. Miggy's goes for another seven years, I think six or seven, but you look at, you know, Boston has always got to win now, or at least seem like it at first. And then they can finish last. <laughs> right. But, Miggy's a huge star. I mean, he re- he he seems like he could re- at least come close to replacing the stature of a big poppy. And you could just DH him exclusively, considering all the great position players that they have in their system and already on the team, and so on and so forth. So I don't see it happening. Though. I'm gonna make that my dark horse. You heard okay. it here first okay. that Miguel Cabrera will be a Boston Red Sox uh, in 2017. All right. Uh, anything else uh, to touch on uh, before we come into home? I think, uh, by the way, uh, a Sonny Gray is a real big possibility ending up as a Red Sox. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And uh, although, I, I don't know, uh, <laughs> even though Billy Bean proves he'll deal with anybody and anyone, uh, you know, Red Sox and Oakland do not really like each other that no, much. No. So he might deny them just for the sake of, because he can get – a great deal for Sonny Gray, well, just well, about a, anywhere. Apparently, uh, when the Braves made a uh, bid for Sonny Gray, the price was too high, and it didn't include sure. Swanson. Whoa, <laughs> look out. Um, all right, and real quick, so now we're coming into home here. Uh, came out that Under Armour is going to be the new, uh, they're going to be the official uniform maker of the Major League Baseball, replacing the lesser-known Majestic uh, you think this is significant when you're talking about how, you know, Under Armour is the brand of Steph Curry and, 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 and others, and they already have Harper and Kershaw 
under the brand. So, right. so that's significant. So as far as raising the the uh, millennial appeal of baseball, oh, I, I don't know. That's I, I was, so this has no impact to you whatsoever. You're not a uniform oh, I, guy. I, I like uniforms. I mean, I, I've paid attention to them over the years, uh, and I'll still say when and this is aging me, but the most comfortable uniform was the old flannel uniform <laughs> on a hot day where it was pressed really hard and stuff. That was, that was a really, it was like wearing pajamas, you know, <laughs> uh, the, uh, but you know, it, it had, you know, it had to be, had to be freshly pressed and, uh, and the right day for it. But, uh, right. so I don't know how we're talking about, uh, uniforms, uh, does I think from an industry, I don't think it's going to make millennial, you know, that ooh, Under Armour is now there. I don't think that's going to uh, broaden their appeal. Uh, now, if Under Armour does uh, makes, I, I don't think it, it, it broadens the appeal of the NBA. No. You know, I mean, it's just shoes that, <laughs> you know, uh, and uh, you don't wear baseball cleats around <laughs> you know, anywhere except the field. You know? Yeah, but you do wear jerseys. I mean, that is the thing. You to do baseball it. games. Yeah, to baseball games. But of the major uniforms out there, don't you think the baseball jersey is more appropriate for day-to-day life? More people can. Obviously, a hip-hop star could wear anything they want. They often do. Uh, but <laughs> well, I. He, Perhaps. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I just don't see that. I mean, like in Montreal, it's probably a pretty cool thing to wear a, a, a Canadian a, jersey. A sweater. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Under Armour, for them, it's a big deal because they're now uh, on the table. Well, they're in the mix. From an industry standpoint, yeah. it's a very big deal. I don't think it's that big a deal from a baseball standpoint. Yeah. But they do make. I mean, they make good stuff. Under Armour is right there with Nike now. They're well, I don't know. I mean, you know, but they're they're as big a name. Yeah, they're big. It's big, big uh, uh, market awareness. You could say maybe not the revenue, but all right. Well, Coach, good to see you. We're uh, off YouTube for the uh, for the time being since we're going to be remodeling our video content. But a thank you to everyone as always for checking out the podcast on soundcloud and on itunes just search running the bases on itunes uh and as always you can find everything running the bases this podcast articles whatnot at running the so with that said coach it's it's old school we're 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 audio only for the time being but hey i'm all right with that so for coach bounds this is tucker wells and the running the bases podcast coming into home or safe coach have yourself a good night man good night. talk to you soon